Okay, so welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Coach Kurt Hines. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to meet you uh, semi-in person, I guess. Well, shoot, these days this is about in person sometimes, you know, goodness gracious. Absolutely. It certainly felt like that for a while. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, Coach, you are, uh, I would say you're famous in the coaching ranks. Is that Does that sound weird for somebody to, to tell you that? Yeah, it, it, it does. I, I get what you're saying. It, it does simply because uh, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. And it, you know, me being uh, more well known, if you will, among the coaching ranks doesn't make me any better by, by any stretch of the imagination. But it, it is a blessing to have a platform to uh, just share my passion. Mm. So coach, talk a little bit about yourself and your background. And then we just we just go from there. We just talk on on this podcast. I love it. Yeah, so about myself, and I'll, I'll try to not be too too wordy or lengthy with any of this, but my wife and I just celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, she, she is my best friend. We've been married now, well, 28 years. We have four children, three daughters and mm. one son, and uh, two grandsons. That's, that's what brought us. We're, we're both from the East Coast. Okay. We, we moved out here to San Diego seven years ago when we had our first grandson. Oh, so wow. uh, now all four kids are out here. Actually, our youngest daughter just moved to Colorado with uh, with her mm. boyfriend. So that's uh, I'm happy for it. It's kind of tough having her away, but uh, teach elementary school. I've been teaching a first through fourth grade regular classroom for 28 years, and mm. going on my uh, 25th or 26th year coaching high school football. I, I was uh, mm. started back in New Hampshire as a freshman coach, and uh, Loved everything about it. And after seven years of being a freshman coach, uh, the head coach there would always ask me to come up to the varsity. And I had no aspirations of even being a varsity coach. I was like, I'm good. I, I, I've got my own thing going on and I like it. Mm. And uh, then I got called to, to coach in my own town, which uh, was intriguing to me because we have three daughters and one son and our son was going to be a freshman. Went there and then uh, just didn't, didn't, gel if you will with the head coach there and uh mm. good good human being just had a lot of differences I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that um and then it just so happened my wife was working at bedford high school that was just mm. a brand new high school just down the road from us and uh she said they're looking for a head coach and uh i remember like it was yesterday my wife's my best friend but i said jill i said i've been a freshman coach for seven years a varsity assistant for a few weeks now like i'm not qualified <laughs> like you know and and she's the one that really pushed me to apply for the job and uh, ended up cool. getting it, ended up getting that job there. And uh, my my seven years there, um, mm. <clears throat> we went from my first year losing every single game, just just getting our teeth kicked in. Mm. Like, like I, I look back at that first year now um, with a lot of different emotions. You know, my, my first thought is it was my toughest year coaching ever. Mm. Uh, second thought is also my greatest year coaching ever not, not most enjoyable but greatest in that it it taught me a lot like you, you when you're when you're losing week after week after week and, and i'll tell you mm -hmm. we, we weren't losing close games like the, the games were close until kickoff <laughs> i've been there done that got the t-shirts yeah yeah exactly yeah. so uh but it really it really made me look at myself and and, and solidify my why and why i want to be a head coach and um, I have nothing but respect for all coaches. Uh, and, and I think, you know, any successful head coach is surrounded mm -hmm. typically by great men and women who are tremendous assistants. 
but it's, it's easier. I won't say easy. It's easier, less responsibility to be an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wanted to be a, a head coach was to have that ability to, to select, to choose coaches that I wanted on our, our staff mm-hmm. to make sure that they were like-minded individuals that not only knew the game, but, but knew people and loved people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for seven years, went from, as I mentioned, getting beat up really bad every, <laughs> every week to uh, my last four years there. We went to the state championship three out of the four years. Oh, um, wow. We, not I, but we had built a powerhouse where we had 144 young men in the program and uh, we, we had built something really special. And then our oldest daughter of four, um, of four children called, she was out here at San Diego State. And okay. She uh, had gotten married and she called and said, hey, I'm pregnant. So my heart left. I was like, yes, I'm going to be a grandfather. And, and then my heart sank. I was like, oh, we're moving. Because I, I knew my wife. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I knew we didn't want to be skype if you will grandparents yeah that'd be tough man yeah, goodness yeah so hard so we uh seven years ago sold everything we had packed up the truck and in my wife's car and and moved out here and uh mm. i was an assistant at a, a private christian school for two years i uh, still teach there elementary okay. school absolutely love love where i teach love the people and the, the children obviously um but felt the call to be a head coach again so i mm. Heard about the opening here at Coronado. I uh, applied for it and um, getting ready to to mm. be- begin our sixth season here. So is that that was, that's the abridged version of uh, of me and my coaching journey, if you will. That is so cool. So I have never heard of a football coach be an elementary school teacher. Talk about that a little bit. That is so unique. That's a very unique pairing of of jobs, so to speak. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. And, and you're right. I don't, I don't hear about it often, but I, I will say that for me, teaching fourth grade and mm. coaching high school football are a lot more similar than I think most people would realize. Mm. And I say that because I'm, I'm a firm believer that all of life is about relationships. Mm. And I think the, the same thing of my fourth graders as our high school student athletes is they want to know that they're heard, they want to know they make a difference, and they want to know that, that they're loved. And I, I think I've had greater, and I, when I say greater, I don't mean greater than under other individuals, but I've had greater success than I would have ever had um, as a teacher or a coach simply by building relationships. You know, I've had parents of both my students and my student athletes that have said, you know, little Sally or Johnny or Timmy, whoever, uh, used to hate math. Now they love it. Or they hated reading. Now they love it. Or they never thought they were part of a team until now. And it, it comes down to just building relationships, which I think, I think so many of us as coaches, we overcomplicate things as far as trying to build a culture and trying to do certain things. And, and I'm not, I'm not dumbing down what any of us do, but I think if we spent more time just connecting with people mm. on, a, on, on a personal level, we'll find we'll have greater success in reaching them and empowering mm. them and in, in turn creating that culture that we want, whether it's in the classroom, in a business or with our football team. Mm. That's awesome. And I'm loving the, it looks like nineties pictures behind you of what, of what I'm assuming <laughs> is Coronado football. Yeah. It's, so, so it's, it's funny that there's a, well, there's one picture I used to see over my shoulder a little bit yeah. uh, and it's, um, it's Coronado playing Christian. And the funny thing about that was that's the school I came from was Christian high school. Oh, um, okay. Where I coached before Coronado. And when 
I got the job here, as I said, that this office had a buddy and I came in for five hours and just cleaned so much out. It, it was just so much trash. And I found that poster rolled up in the back closet, just kind of stuffed behind a bunch of boxes. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of history with Coronado. The football program, the school is 103, 104 years old. Oh, shoot. Um, but and, and when I took the job here, it was interesting. The administration, when they called to, to officially offer me the position, um, I was elated, but not but. And they said, don't say anything yet. Don't put it out there in social media because you have two of the current staff applied for the position. And, sure. we, need, and yeah. we need to let them know first. And a buddy of mine said, hey, Kurt, be careful because those guys, if they stay on staff, could stay on to undermine what you do and just kind of mm-hmm. cause, cause some, some problems, which definitely could have been the case. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's such a blessing because both those gentlemen, one has now retired and moved down to Florida. But the mm-hmm. other one, Mark Davis, he's my assistant head coach. He's our defensive coordinator, my right-hand man. He, he is just the epitome of a selfless, team first coach mm-hmm. individual and human being so uh it's uh when i came here and took the job i i shared with it with the current staff i i inherited i said here's my why here's my passion here's what we're going to do offensively because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a more of an offensive minded coach if you will um and i said here are my non-negotiables here's what we're going to do for strength and conditioning and then i remember i remember asking them i said what do you guys as members of this program longer than I use my first time being there. Mm. What do you want to hold on to? And I remember it was quiet for a few seconds and coach Davis said, coach, we need new blood. We, we need new energy. And it, it was very humbling and still is to this day to have someone there, someone who had been on staff for so many years, mm. been here now for 24 years, I believe, um, say that and, and be open to someone new coming in when he had applied for this position. Mm. And he, he's just such a, such a gift to coach with. That is awesome. So you said you're more of an offensive mind coach. What is your flavor of offense? What do you What do you like? So 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 we run, we run the triple option, um, okay. and and my biggest my biggest uh, gripe, if you will, about the triple option is I actually had a coach on our staff one time uh, say to me, he's like, "Well, I like it, but I, I'm more of a smash smash mouth type of football coach, and I like to you know the ground and pound." And I said, listen, that's the, that's the biggest misconception about the spread offense is that mm. you can't be a downhill, you know, rough football team. You know, mm. I, I, I love the, the meat and potatoes of our offense for, for many is the inside zone. Mm. And for, for us, we can run out of any formation we have, our trips, our tree. We, we call our trips and trio. I try to simplify it as much as I can. So instead of being mm. very lengthy with our, with our verbiage, our trips is just to the right. Our trio mm. is just trips left, if you will. Oh, I got you. That's good. Um, and we, uh, so we run out of, we'll, we'll run zero personnel empty. We'll run 10 personnel, 20 personnel, 11 personnel. But with our, with our inside zone, we can run that out of any of our formations. So it looks different to the defense, mm. um, but it's, it's the same dang play. And, uh, and I, I love, I love, mm running downhill i love trap you know our philosophy offensively is you know take what they give us i've never mm-hmm. understood when coaches say hey we, we want to be a 50 50 mix and it doesn't make sense to me you know if you're running the ball effectively mm-hmm. you don't have to pass the ball right yeah you yeah. know and, and if, if you're passing the ball well why stop what you're doing and, and run I, I i've never been concerned about 
how, what are percentages as far as the pass to run ratio? I want to look at what the defense gives us and mm-hmm. see how we can ex- exploit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we have a game that we are fortunate enough to win and we pass 80% of the time, fantastic. Our receivers and quarterbacks love it. If we, oh, have, yeah. if we have a game where we run 90% of the time, our linemen typically and our running backs love it. And, you know, for our players and coaches that understand the importance of team, it doesn't matter how we get there. We want to make sure with the right character that we get the win mm. by any, when I say any means necessary within the confines of the game and, sure. you know, and having the character and all we do. That's awesome. So you're talking about your, your coach that stayed on staff that had interviewed. What's hit, what's your defensive philosophy? How does that match up to your offensive philosophy? So I love that question because I've always been a fan of the four, four defense. I, I, I just, I just love the versatility of it. Um, here at Coronado, we have an a interesting situation where we have the North Island, which is the naval base, which okay. is if, anyone, if anyone's watched the recent Top Gun Maverick movie, that's North Island. That's here in oh, Coronado. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's not Miramar, which is just up the road by a few, you know, an hour or so, but North Island. And the, the interesting dynamic about that, and I'll get to your question that ties in, mm-hmm. is we have a revolving door of players and coaches because of the military base. So, you know, three years ago, we had a stud quarterback come in as a junior. And I was like, oh, this kid, he was a great quarterback, a good quarterback. He was a little selfish with the ball sometimes, but he's Mm. a great young man. He was an unbelievable safety. Right after his his junior year, his father got transferred somewhere else. So he was gone. Mm. So we've had that, that, and I have the same thing with coaches. Sometimes sometimes we have a great coach on staff and then he or he or she gets transferred somewhere else and, and they're gone. Um, Mm. But because of that, we have uh, our student body. Uh, we have about a thousand students here at Coronado. Not not a big school, mm-hmm. um, not not too small, but typical size, if you will. There's such a thing. Um, but we don't have a ton of big kids, mm-hmm. typically. Typically, so our defense is more of a, a three-three stack or a three-five. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's it's hard for us sometimes to find three down linemen let alone mm. four or five. And, and we will go into a five-man front and a six-man in a goal line situation. Um, but our, our defensive coordinator, Mark Davis, calls it the piranha defense. And I love the mentality uh. in that, you know, the piranha itself, that fish is not a very big fish. And, mm. you know, to, to a calf or a cow walking across a river is not going to do a lot of damage. So mm. you get 11 of those things all converging at once on that ball, if you will, mm. and uh, you can get the job done. So we... Uh, I feel like every program says this, but we pride ourselves in our, our speed and our explosiveness. And uh, gosh, I, I'm going I'm to make up a number here, but I feel like 90% of the teams we play are bigger than us mm. physically. Mm. But when it comes down to you know endurance and, and speed and, and toughness and flying 11 hats to the ball, I feel like we can put our guys against most teams you know, in our division or division ahead or below us. Mm. Um, so just we we've embraced that mentality of we're we're never going to be the biggest, but mm. we sure as heck are going to fight to be the strongest and the fastest and the most aggressive mm. team and just the philosophy of of getting eleven hats to the ball. That's awesome. Are you a what's your philosophy on special teams? Are you a riverboat gambler? Are you more conservative? What's your what's your flavor there? Great question, man. Um, I, I've never heard a phrase that way as far as the the gambler riverboat gambler. I like that. Um, but my first thought when you mentioned special teams is mm. I, I, I think way too many programs, I've been guilty of this of my, guilty of this myself, 
um, put it as an afterthought. We think, mm-hmm. hey, today's an offensive day. Today's a defensive day. And when do we sprinkle in special teams? Um, I, I, I've found that we've had a lot of success as a program overall in Bedford, New Hampshire, and here at Coronado because we don't treat our special teams as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I, I, I like to gamble. I, I, li- I like, you know, the, the, the fake pun and the little, you know, tricks off that, if you will. Um, mm. I'm a huge fan, and most teams that play us know this, of just our quick kick. Offen- mm. our fe- offensively, if it's, a, if it's a fourth and short situation, I'll keep our offense out there, and we just back our quarterback up one more yard. The defense doesn't really know, and we'll just have the quarterback kick out of that. And typically, they don't have anyone back deep except for a safety, if that, and he might only be mm. nine, 9 to 12 yards. So mm. we do the quick kick often. Um, I think it's low risk, high reward. Um, I, I love special teams and one of the biggest reasons for it is, and you know, our sales pitch, if, if you will, to our players is special teams are the greatest equalizer for a game. And mm. if you want to find yourself a starting position, mm. fight, fight for a starting position on special teams, because if you're, if you're a baller and if you can make things happen, <clears throat> sometimes coaches, and I'm guilty of this too, don't realize your full potential until they see you go out on special teams. Mm-hmm. And it might it might be on stick off or, or or whatever it is where they see you fly downfield, and mm-hmm. we do, we do a drill that it's I didn't come up with it I don't remember where I learned it but called avoid contact tackle for our kickoff, mm-hmm. and it's it's just avoiding the first man making contact and finding the ball and I I think that tells you so much about a player when they can run down pretty much a forty yard dash if you will as yeah. fast as yeah. fast as they can and still. You know, I always say speed kills if it's in, in control, you know, control their body mm. and, and make that play. So I, I, I love special teams. And, and I, and I think uh, even as much as I know we focus on it, we can still do a better job in, in putting more emphasis on it. Mm, that's awesome. So I really want to talk about here. Your, I'm, look, I'm on your website and looking at your, you know, I've been on senior social media. What, like inspired you to do that because you do such a great job on I'm looking at different podcasts you've been on and your speaking events. What has made you want to do that? Cause you do a great job at it. And that's a, that's, you definitely have a, a knack for that. And you're very skilled at it. I appreciate that. You know, my, my wife is the one I always say that kind of pushed me on Twitter. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, in addition to teaching elementary school, I paint murals. I love art. I love painting. Hmm. So Facebook and Instagram were a natural platform, if you will, for me to share, you know, my mm-hmm. artwork or whatever. And then when Twitter came around, I wasn't really that interested in it, in it. And I would call my wife after every away game because she comes and she has for 25 plus years, comes to all the games, home or away. Mm-hmm. And for our, our away games, by the time we get on the bus, getting out of the, the visitor locker room to head back to our school, she was already home watching the news. So I would call her and ask her who won which particular game to try to find out standings and she would say hey just get on twitter and follow this guy and this certain reporters Uh, on high school sports okay and then it it just so happened where i posted a a video one time and that seemed to resonate with a good number of people and it's just kind of organically grown over the years um Mm. and and i love it because you know as well as i do there are a lot of people that will downplay or speak negatively of social media Mm. i i I think social media is phenomenal if, if used the right way, just like mm. a, a gun in the right hands at the right time. It can save a life and 
Mm. Maybe it was a bad reference point at this time and time and place with all that's going on in the world. But um, I think if you use social media, I mean, look at the two of us, we would have never met, you know, and that's true. Yeah. Communicate and and learn from each other. Um, But I, I just, when I started putting videos out there, I realized it was, it was resonating with a good number of people. And I've also realized, I was just talking to a friend about this earlier, that the world is, is not overpopulated with popularity, uh, not popularity, with positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, there's still more than enough room for people to put out good content out there. Mm. And some people might listen to what I say and, and be turned off by it and not connect with it. And I completely understand that. Just like I might listen to someone else's podcast or someone else's video and it may not strike a chord for me, mm. but... I might hear a very similar message from someone else that just resonates for some reason, the way they say it or the way they hmm. just kind of tie it into life. So, um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's been such a blessing because it's, you know, the social media platforms have opened up so many business opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. That was never my goal and never on my agenda. Um, mm-hmm. And it's opened up great relationships to, to meet people all, all over the world that I probably still will never travel to or, or mm. may or may not someday, but have met and connected with some amazing people. Mm. Yeah. Talk about those, those business opportunities. Cause that's something I'm, I'm, I'm running this podcast and have an ad that actually pays me now. Um, so it's like, Oh, that's cool. It's like, whatever. So, but yeah, talk about that for coaches out there that maybe you're looking into getting into more of a business aspect of their coaching. What are some things that, you would say do and like, like don't do, you know, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start by asking, do you know, have you heard of Gary V? Gary V? No, I don't, I don't know that name. Uh-uh. So it, it amazes me. Not that you don't, but Gary Vaynerchuk is his name, but he is, I don't know if he's a billionaire yet, but he's, the guy's doing well. He, hmm. uh, he's an immigrant or his parents were immigrants. Um, his father had some liquor store and he kind of inherited it and, hmm. and not just, you know, turn it into, you know, 1 million to 2 million. And he's just grown it Mm. exponentially. Um, But I had heard him speak one time and he was talking about social media. So I got to give credit to him, but he was talking about TikTok and, Mm. and I hadn't been on TikTok yet. And he said, listen, all you people, and he's talking about, you know, people in their thirties, forties, fifties that are on Facebook. Now, when Facebook first came out, you said, Oh, that's not for me. That's not for me. And then Instagram, you finally got on. He said all of social media, and it's true, it's a free platform. Mm. It's kind of like if you're trying to share your podcast and someone said, hey, we have a billboard on highway, whatever highway you want to picture. You know, we want to give it to you for 50 bucks a month. We'd probably do it. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, listen, it, social media is like that billboard. It only It's not $50 a month. It's free. Mm. And that billboard can be seen by not just people driving down that highway, but all over the world. Mm. Um, so my first piece of advice would be to anyone that wants to whether it's grow a business or just share a message, get on every platform you can. And when I opened up my first, uh, or not my first, but my only TikTok account, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I'm not going to be doing those dances or, or different mm-hmm. things. And Gary Vaynerchuk said, put on the same content, the same video you're going to post on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Just put the same thing and the right people will find you. Um, the business opportunities, I've, I've been blessed to speak you know, obviously I speak at a lot of, you know, football coaching mm-hmm. events and, 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 yeah. and whatnot, but I was, I was asked several years back to speak for Fidelity Investments. And the mm. funniest, the funniest one for me was 
just before the pandemic, a few months before, I got a private message on Twitter from a gentleman I wasn't even following, didn't even know who he was. And uh, he said, hey, coach, been following you for years. We want to fly you out to the Bahamas and have you speak to, um, to our, our business owners. And uh, it was for ADT Securities. Oh, wow. And the funny thing about it is I, I almost didn't respond because to me, it seemed like one of those emails that we get from the someone says, hey, I'm from Nigeria. We want yeah. money, money into like, your bank account. This is not. Um, this is too good to be true. Kind exactly. Of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I, I did the polite thing and I, I responded and said something like, appreciate your interest. Please email me at, and I gave them my business mm-hmm. email. Didn't think I'd ever hear back from them. Less than 12 hours later, I got, I got an email back and I think it was the next day or two, I was on a Zoom call with this gentleman and his, his mm. boss. And I asked them, I said, I said why me? I'm, I'm, I'm a high school football coach here in San Diego. We're division four. In, in California, it goes the open division, which is the highest. Mm-hmm. Division one, two, three, four, five, six. We're division four. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not some coach that's, you know, coaching in Texas or Florida or Georgia or, you know, mm-hmm. division one program. And uh, they just, they happened to like my content. And the woman, she said, coach, are for ADT Securities. She said, mm-hmm. all of our business owners are either former athletes or they're not former athletes. They're competitors right now in their own field. Mm. And they want to hear from someone that's living in that field, living and and Mm. breathing and and thriving in the world of coaching and leadership and whatnot. Um, So they did. They flew my wife and I out there for four or five days and met some amazing people, had a great time. Um, But I guess my point is, Anyone out there, get on the free platforms, put out something that means something to you. Mm. You know, I, I hate to admit this, but I, and I've, I've gotten better over the years, but four or five years ago when I would post a video prior to posting it, I would think to myself, and I hate that I'm admitting this, but I would think to myself, how many likes will it get? Will it get any reach? Oh yeah, sure. And, and I, I, one day I had this paradigm shift. I'm like, I sound like a 13 year old schoolgirl. Like what am, what am I doing? Like how many mm. likes? And, and I really had to look myself in the mirror and be like, listen, if it's, if it's a message I believe in, mm. it, if it touches one person, if mm. one person can look at it and be like, hey, and it helps them be, become a better coach or a better husband or father or wife or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and now, so now when I have a thought, I put it out there. And sometimes I, w- I still will think in the back of my mind, I'll be like, huh, I wonder if this will, you know. Sure. Yeah, you know, of course. Go, go anywhere. And so I, I put one out just yesterday. Um, mm. I'm very open about my faith and I try not to be preachy with people, but I put one out and I, I literally said nothing in the video. It was just some audio I had heard about, oh, okay. about God allowing us to go through challenges more or less. And I put it out there because it touched me and I thought, mm. you know what, maybe it'll bless someone else. And I legit didn't think it would get a single retweet and I didn't care. I just thought it was pretty cool. I woke up this morning and it had like 20 retweets. And I was like, that's pretty awesome because mm. it just, it's touched other people. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, once again, I know I've already said this, but put yourself out there. You know, there, there's enough hatred in the world, enough negativity, enough, mm-hmm. you know, just junk out there. And if you have something that's positive and you want to put it out there, I think coaches should. And the number of things I've learned from other individuals, from podcasts mm-hmm. like this, from being guests on other people's podcasts or, or mm-hmm. reading, reading or watching other people's content is unbelievable. So not only can we share what we're passionate about, it's a great opportunity to learn and grow ourselves. That's awesome. 
Coach, thank you for coming on. I mean, you're such a busy guy. You took the time to do this, and this is I, your first class for, for doing that. I really appreciate this. That, that means a lot. I, I, how long have you been doing the podcast for? Oh, Coach, let me think. Uh, 2017. Wow, that's so awesome. So it's been a minute. It's like 235 episodes, I think. Dang, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I just do it's fun, you know. Like yeah. I don't put any I don't put any video. This is just just so we can see each other. So we're like, who am I talking to? Uh, yeah, just audio. I don't. I've I haven't done social media in a while, so it's just like I just let it kind of do its thing. And uh, but I'm sure somebody who's listening to this is like, hey, I'll do that and go do that. Um, yeah, that's fantastic, Coach. Thank you. Just this is great, though. I mean, I've seen your stuff for years. I was on Twitter for a while. Um, and then got off it and just kind of all, I put away our social media for like advent last year and just haven't right. got back on any of that, uh, recently, but man, just thank you for all this. This is so fun. Man, I, I appreciate you. And if you ever need anything, just let me know. Thank you coach. Appreciate it. All right. God bless.